Disclaimer. AFL players, coaches, and umpires are professionals. The hilarious remarks and nicknames said in this podcast are not intended to be offensive in any way. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. All right, this is the Cousins AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm Keebs, coach of the Super Subs. I'm here with my cousin Jados, coach of NFNL, KFKL, no Fife, no life, no Fife, no life. That's round three done, baby. How'd you go, cuz? I'm pissed off, mate. Straight <laughs> up. I, I, okay, I scored 20.65 and I'm ranked. 6,759. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's a, an improvement on last week. But I'm pissed off because I lost my head-to-head matchup in our league because Chessa decided to score some points for the first time in his career. <laughs> what did you score, mate? <laughs> we'll circle back. You're sitting here looking dumb with your sunglasses on. You're wearing sunglasses too, I'm Dom. only wearing them to make you feel better. No, no, Keebs, no. Keebs has an eye infection. And it's <laughs> wearing we're, sunglasses inside. We're so uh, far I'm, off track already. I'm wearing them for solidarity, cuz. All right, mate. Believe what you want to believe. What did you score? <laughs> Better than you. Um, no, I, I dropped a 21.01. So I'm pretty happy um, that I cracked the 2100 mark. Um, I think it was maybe just about just above par for where I was ranked. I went up about. 500, 600 spots. So I'm ranked 4,009th. Sorry, 4,709th, I should say. Try to steal an extra 700 spots, man. Yeah, I tried unsuccessfully. Um, feeling, I kind of feel bad about my round as well, even though I went up. I thought I was doing horribly. And um, yeah, just Saturday went really poorly for me, for both of us probably. Yeah. And we're having a chat about it Um last night about how we felt like we were super far behind and we needed to clutch up on Sunday to get on track. We needed a classic Sunday save, which is funny because the last two rounds we've done the exact same thing. We've had bad Saturdays and then Will Setterfield has just come in clutch on Sunday every single time. Like a beautiful man. But this time he played on Saturday and I guess what we've learned this week is he he hates playing on Saturday. That was, just, a, that was has a bad be, omen. Yeah, he has to be a Sunday hero. And there were no Sunday heroes for us this week, but I mean, still went up in rank. So I'm happy. I'm happy. We're chugging along. We're in the top 5,000. We're moving up every week. So yeah. That was a very long-winded way of blowing smoke up your own anus, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just flat. I'm just flat. All right. So we're going to jump into our first segment then with hogs and flogs. So Keebs, kick us off. Who's your hog for this week? All right, my hog for this week, it's a simple one. I brought I brought in the big man, Will Day, for a 128. It was beautiful what he did. It was honestly a phenomenal game. He played inside mid for the whole game, smashed north, and just looked like a genuine A grader. It was just, it was phenomenal. So, Will Day, props, mate. You're my hog this week. Who's yours, mate? Mate, I just, I'm going to touch on that because I also brought in Will Day. Just bow down. Bow down to the big man. He is 
the god of our back lines at this stage. He looks so good as a midfielder as well. Um, yeah, I'm really glad I brought him in because there was another trade scenario that I had, which included Stocker instead of him, so that my other trade was someone else. But I backed myself in. I thought, nah, Will Day is going to be another level to Stocker. I've got to got to take a hit on the other trade to get Will Day, and he paid like he paid off. So, yeah, hats off to the big man. My hog for this week is Josh Kelly. What a way to repay his faithful servants <laughs> for holding him. It was a tough. It was a tough one holding him last week, having one less primo than everyone else. Um, I think it was pretty popular to trade him down to Tom Green last week or maybe Will Setterfield, but I stood strong. I'm in the 2% that own him, and he dropped a 126. Just, I needed that. I really needed that this week. It was good for my sanity. And it's just good. I think you'd agree with me, cuz, that anytime you hold a primo that's injured, it just feels really good the week they come back in because it feels like you get you get extra primos coming in with your trades, you know? It does. It's all, almost like you get an extra trade, really. Yeah, it feels like an extra trade. Like getting two rookies off my ground last week felt really good. So, Josh Kelly, hats off. You're the man. Um, all right, Keebs, hit us with your flog for this week. I'm breaking the rules here and I've got two flogs because I need to get some things off my chest. Finn Callahan, mate, that was absolutely disgraceful. I was forced into holding Callahan this week. I was so keen to jump off, but because Constable was out, I had to hold him and back him in and he served up absolute dog shit. Callahan, that was pathetic, mate. <laughs> You're my flog. 48, I think he scored in the end. It's just not good enough, mate. It's not good enough. He's, it's taken his average well below 70, and it's just a super disappointing pick now. So Callahan has undone all his good work, all his big last quarters, and dropped a crap score, and he's out this week. I don't care what's happening. Get away from my team. The other flog is Andy McGrath, and I've been holding on to this one since round one. I, we spoke after round one, and I was concerned. I wanted to jump off. I didn't like what I saw, but made the choice to back him in. He served up two 80s and a 70, and it was disgusting. He was on 24 at halftime. He saved his game to get to a 79, but Andy McGrath, that is gross, mate. I cannot wait to see the back of him, but I'm going to be forced into holding him for another week, and uh, don't like it, mate. <laughs> I'm annoyed. Andy McGrath, this is an, a rocket shoved straight up your anus, taking you to space. Improve next week, mate. You better improve next week. Otherwise, I'm going to fly to Melbourne, go to Essendon headquarters and spit on your locker and just open it up and just trash it and write some nasty messages in there, mate. So Andy McGrath and Finn Callahan, both of you flogs this week. Who's your flog, cuz? <laughs> I told you Callahan would be bad. I told you. I, I told you I told to trade him out. I knew he would be bad, but I had to hold him because of Constable. I knew. I wanted to all week, mate. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a stupid game he's a sometimes. Second, he's a second-year player playing on the wing. I know. I know it's, this. It's, it's, it's bad signs, cuz. I saw the signs in round one, and I, I wanted to jump off, but... Mate, you just can't. Sometimes things happen that are out of your control. I didn't know Constable was going to get dropped. 
But it's just a disappointing. It's a disappointing outcome. Sure is. All right, my flog for this week. Jordan Dawson, you suck, mate. Imagine. <laughs> we okay. So the Elliot Yo news is the reason why Jordan Dawson is in my team. So classic Elliot Yo just kicking us again, kicking us in the dick again, as he always does with either scores or injuries, whatever. Elliot Yo has laughed at me again from the sidelines. Um, we both, when the when the Elliot Yo news came out, we were both like, all right, what's the plan? We had an emergency meeting between us. We both decided the safe thing to do was to pay up for a D2 because every other mid-pricer was just someone that we could not trust. And who have, who are the mid-pricers that we faded? Dacos and Will Day. And they both smashed it and outscored the the safe primos that we paid up for by so much. Dawson's averaging 91, mate. That sucks. That's 15 points less than Will Day. Yeah, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. He gets the kick-ins. He's the captain. I expect more. He was on 39 at quarter time. What are you doing, mate? Do something. <laughs> and he won the medal, right? Mate, I am convinced that was an accident. The way they announced it, it was so dodgy, and he did nothing in the second half. This, this, is, this is a call to the medal givers in the showdown. Give the medal to its rightful owner, either Rankin or Phil Thorpe. There's no way that Jordan Dawson was supposed to win the medal. That's another, that's a, that's another conversation, but something has gone wrong there. <laughs> he was bad. He was not BOG. Not even close, mate. No. Anyway, he's my bait for this week because I paid a lot of money for a safe D2. All right, I did. I did the same thing, and I've got a. I've got a my D two, which I want to touch on a bit later. Who's also going to cop some heat? Yeah, we're both we're both mad about our defense, which we paid a lot of money for because we thought it was safe. But anyway, that's that's our flogs for this week. So we're going to roll straight into our game reviews from there. Now the way we're going to do it today is Keebs is going to come in with all basically a quick summary of everything that happened in the game, all the relevant points, and then we're just going to discuss from there. Um, so why don't you kick us off, Keebs? All right, so the first game was Dogs and Lions. I'll try and speed through this so we can, we can get through it quickly, but McRae had a very weird game. He started super slowly, was on 15 at quarter time, and then turned it around, had a massive second quarter, and posted a frustrating score because I know we both traded him and he was a, a popular trade-out this week. Posted a frustrating score. Uh, Dunks somehow was still disappointing. <laughs> he got to 116, which is easily his best score of the year. But he just he slowed down. and It looked like he was going to post a big score. He just ended up kind of flopping. It was VC-worthy, but only just. English is the number one Ruckman this year by far. By an absolute landslide, he's just the best big man. Get him in your classic team if you can. Uh, Ed Richards is having a solid year. His average is good. Uh, we could have started with him in the Cousins team. We should have We should have stuck to it, mate. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, but no, he, he, he could be a genuine option in defense. He's still relatively cheap and he's getting the bulk of the ball back there. Bont is having a disappointing year. He should come good. Bailey Smith has been weird. He's, he's plummeting in price, but should get DPP and um, he's definitely a target in the coming weeks. Wilmot has been a solid D6. He was good this week, and Ashcroft is a big man. That's all you wanted to say? That's that's basically it for this game. 
okay. Well, I'm going to start by saying McRae hurt my soul. Yep. In the depths of my soul, it hurt. Um, it was frustrating. I wanted to hold him. I wanted to hold him all week. And then the thing is, I had all the mid-price targets that I wanted. I already had Setterfield. I already had Zeeble. Will Day was my other trade-in. So I was like, I've got nothing to do other than McRae to another Primo or a rookie swap. And I was like, okay, I'll do a rookie swap. I'll get Bytel in. Bytel wasn't named. So I was like, well, I guess I trade McRae. I wanted to hold my Primos. I was convinced he was going to get midfield time again, which he did not. Funnily enough, he didn't. So (laughs) that's the saving grace. He had an awesome score. The role... 40% to uh, CBA, sorry. Yeah. The role wasn't really what you'd want to see. I mean, considering he averaged like 103, 104 last year off 60% CBAs, 40% isn't isn't what you'd want to see. But when he was playing off half forward, he was kind of playing as like the extra midfielder. Like he was sort of at all the stoppages as opposed to playing like deep forward, which it seemed like he was last week. Yeah, I'm still convinced trading was the right choice. He just happened to, to put up a good score, but Brisbane are also his favourite team and he only dropped 111 on them. So I'm not too worried. It was just a bit of a frustrating game to watch. Yeah, well, he was, so he was really quiet in the first quarter, really quiet in the third quarter, quiet for most of the fourth quarter. He just had a huge second quarter. He had like 14 disposals, Yep, which is nuts. That's like the best quarter he's played in a very long time. And then the fourth quarter, he kind of just got amongst the junk when they were winning. But they've still got a couple of tough games coming up. So I'm not convinced he's going to get that kind of junk every game for the next few weeks. I don't know. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm still content that I traded, but it was frustrating to watch. Um, Baz is getting to a juicy price. He's still pretty expensive. Yeah, but he's going to plummet from here. But yeah, for sure. And also is a DPP chance, which is juicy. He should be he should be on everyone's watch list at the very least. Man, he's not going to get five percent CBAs for the rest of the year. Surely, surely not. I don't know what Bevo's doing. Man, Bevo's cooked. It's Bevo's weird. so cooked. Bailey Smith, no CBAs. McRae, way less CBAs. Well, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I can't make sense of it. It doesn't make sense, mate. <laughs> and also, the last thing I wanted to say, Ed Richards is a G. And I can't believe you talked me out of it. I mean, I guess he had an interrupted preseason, so he wouldn't touch it in classic. But I was keen on it for our cousin's team. And you're like, no, mate, he sucks. I don't want him. Actually, to be fair, my replacement or the player that I wanted instead of him was Dacos. So I'm I'm holding on to that as a All win. All right, mate. As a fat win, mate. <laughs> All right, I'll get into Pies Tigers. Yeah, do it. This is going to be a quick one because there's not too many fantasy relevant names. I just want to say a shout-out to Nank for my draft team. He's turned up in every game, dropped a massive last quarter, and has been phenomenal. So, Nank Irvis, absolute G. Dacos is upsetting to not own. It's frustrating. I wanted to get him last week. Didn't get him. It just makes me want to cry watching Collingwood games. Uh, Titch looked great and was improved this week. He's actually having a decent year. Um, could could be an option, but I, I don't think I would want to go near it in Classic. He's also another watch list guy. Unlucky if you brought in Darcy Cameron. If you brought in Darcy Cameron, that is just some horrible luck. The big man got injured. He's out for six to eight. Not not good. Why are you looking at me like that, you strange man? Keep going. Never mind me. <laughs> uh, Taylor Adams is yuck. Is having a yuck season. 
Uh, I traded for him in our keeper league, and I'm disgusted in what he's done. And Samson Ryan's value was very short-lived. He is <laughs> – he what did he drop, like a 13 or something? Horrible, mate. So That's what he does, mate. He's probably going to be out of the team now and has just cooked himself a bit as a rookie, which sucks. Uh, the one other thing is Taranto is having a great year and is just a, gen, a genuine beast who deserves to be praised. All right, I'm going to jump in and also add to the fact that Dacos makes me sad. He does, and you keep telling me not to get him in my team. I'm like, get yeah, him then. Mike get had him. a Dacos this week, and you're like, nah, don't do it, don't man. Do it. Don't do it. He's turned up in every game and just screams for it. He looked like he was having a bad game or like not a great game, and he just gets little bits of junk that you're like, how? There was one part of the game that pissed me off. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but one of his teammates tackled someone, got him holding the ball, like big tackle, wrapped him up holding the ball. Dacos put his hand on the player's back and then somehow got the free for holding the ball and took the free kick and got the points. I was like, what is going on? He wasn't even nearly involved in that tackle. Have you seen it? Have you seen yeah, the I saw it. It was stupid. You know what? I'm just going to do a quick mini hot bake of the umps in that game. Yeah, that's the umpire's fault, if anyone. That is disgraceful umpiring, not enforcing the rules properly. I, I want those umpires looked into, mate, because that was sus. <laughs> that was absolutely <laughs> sus. Yeah. Um, just back on Dacos, I want to quadruple down and <laughs> take him on. I just think... Man, he had 30, another 30 plus, I think he had 33 disposals for 100 flat. Just a, as soon as he's tagged, he's dropping a 60, mate. Mate, this is, you, this is your worst take of the year by far. And you've piggybacked me onto it. And now I'm, I'm being forced into going against him. This Get him is, this week, This then. is sad very levels of a bad take, mate. Okay, no. Uh, you cannot call me out like this because you're getting two <laughs> defenders this week and neither of them are Dacos. And you can get Dacos. That, yeah, no. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because you've you've tricked me into believing some of your lies. No, but the actual real reason is I can only afford up to Tom Stewart with one of them. And the other one is I'm paying up for Sicily because Sicily's a G. If I could afford Dacos and Sicily, I would get both 100%. But the backline needs strengthening and I, I don't want to miss Sicily anymore. So, Mate, what you said to me on Friday night was... I'm getting Dacos this week and I don't want you to talk to me about it at all. All week, you're not talking me out of it. I'm getting Dacos. To be fair, it is... And you're getting two primo defenders mate, and neither of them are Dacos. Lockout lifted less than 30 minutes ago. So I haven't even had a proper fiddle with my team. So just calm down on your trade bakes, mate. Mate, you fiddled for like 15 minutes and not once did you mention Dacos' I, I did, name before we recorded. I did one <laughs> trade, mate. I, lo I locked in those trades. I haven't even had a fiddle with it. It was just bang, bang, yet done. Wait, mate. <laughs> We've got a whole week until the next lockout, so he might well end up in my team. All right, maybe. Anyway, <laughs> do it. Do it. I'm I'm not getting him. Moving on. Speaking of Sicily, Hawks and North game, he's just got the juiciest role I've ever seen. He had 18 marks and just racks up as much as possible. They just give him the ball every opportunity. Dylan Moore's having an awesome year. He's averaging like 108 and has been a great pick. Even without the CBAs, he's having a massive year. So he could still be possibly a classic option for your forward lines. I love Will Day so much. So, so much. I've got that written down. He made the week just enjoyable. Bearable. Watching him play. Lord Sheasel is the fantasy goat. 
He's the second highest averaging player this year. That is ridiculous, mate. Nuts, mate. Absolutely it's ridiculous. The second highest player. That I can't I can't even fathom that. A first year player. Like he's a genuine like eighteen year old. Tunned up in every game. Stud. Uh Cam McKenzie was awesome this week. His CBAs were down, but he posted a good score. So that's nice. Zebes was disappointing. I brought him in and he scored 78 and I was a bit flat. He could have had an 80. The kick out, the last kick in was there for him to take on a platter, but he gave it up and it was upsetting. The last note I have was it was a disappointing game from Warps, but I'm holding him, holding him and backing him in because he had 15 and a goal, but he was great in the first two rounds. So I think his JS is fine and um, Sam Mitchell will back him in. So... I just want to touch on two of those players. The first one is Warps. It's good that Hawks managed to hold on in that game because he was terrible in that second half. I was concerned that he was a chance to be dropped, but luckily they held on. I think he'll be fine. He'll hold his spot and he'll be better. The other thing is that Zebes will also be better. I know it sucks for those of you who jumped on this week. Um, he had a terrible first quarter. He scored 10 points in the first quarter. But I think he scored like 68 yep. in the other three quarters. Yep. Not too bad. Um, I think in the in that first quarter, it was just weird. Like it was just not going North's way at all. Like Sheasel had a horrible start. Um, Zebes also didn't take the first like three or four kick-ins. I think he just wasn't really close. Like any time Hawks kicked it behind in that first quarter, he, was kind of, he had already drifted up the ground. So he just wasn't near it to take that kick-in. Um, he'll be fine. He'll honestly be fine. It just wasn't. It wasn't his game. Hawks seem to do a decent job of shutting down some of the switching as well. So it, they sort of took some of Zeebs' points just by blocking up the corridor from time to time as well. So it's not a concern. It was just, yeah, frustrating owning him for the first week yeah. and him dropping a 78. Yeah, I think he's still a 90-plus guy. And honestly, 78 isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, he still beat his break even by 50. So yeah, it's it. fine. Um, I think that's all we wanted to say for that game. Will Day is the man. Yep, love it. All right, moving on to Giants and Carlton. First thing I want to say is Doc is the man. It was good to have a big score from him because he'd had a slightly disappointing start to the year. The 79 last week was just... He owed us one. Really frustrating. So that was a good score from Doc. Doc, you're a G, mate. Love his work. Uh, kudos to you for holding Josh Kelly, mate. He is a massive target for me at the moment. His super low ownership and just... He's just a beast. We knew he was going to be a beast from the preseason. All the things we saw, he's just ticked every box. Same with Tom Green. I love Tom Green. He has just been phenomenal to own this year and is actually sort of sitting at M1 for me at the moment. But he's been he's been rock solid there. So, um, Your team's in shambles, mate. It's in, mate, I'm, I'm like 20 points behind you. So. <laughs> yeah, but you have Tom Green at M1. Tom Green's a beast. He's actually M2, but Dunks is sitting at M1. So I've got a bit of a weird structure at the moment. Yeah. Um, Cogs was disappointing. Want a bit more from him. His last like six quarters have actually been pretty average. So a little bit of a rocket for you, Cogs, mate. Pick it up. Cumming is absolutely cooked. Get away from him if you've got him in your team. The rookies in this game are fine. Hollands, Roasten, Cowan. I still don't like what I'm seeing from Cowan. And I... Even if he's not getting dropped, he's only posting 30s and 40s, but um, you know he's going up in price. He's chugging along fine. If he's sitting on your bench, he's fine. My last note is Callahan is a f- piece of shit, mate. <laughs> I hate him so much. 
He ruined my week, Callahan, single-handedly. If he dropped an 80, I would have had a fine week. But Callahan, I hate you, mate. Get away from my team. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm very heated for this pod. It's just there's been some passengers on the subs, and they need to learn what's expected of them. Sorry, mate. Over to you. What's, what are <laughs> well, your Well, I just wanted to jump in and say that Cogs is so frustrating, mate. You convinced me to start with him over Rosie. And it costs like a hundred and something K. I don't want to be blamed for that. Yeah, you were, I'm blaming you. You were equally as keen on Cogs, mate. You're like, Cogs is going to be unique against good coaches, mate. It's going to be so good. <laughs> don't try and pin it no, on me, no, dog. I'm, okay, I'm sorry. I t- I'm not trying to pin it on you, but <laughs> it's frustrating. What I'm saying is it's more frustrating than it should be. Like, he hasn't been awful, but that score is just, uh, it's... I don't have Rosie. That's the f- real frustration because you have him. I don't. I brought anyway, him in. Oh, yeah, I brought yeah, him in brought last him week. In. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. Well, but two, two weeks ago. I need more from you, Cogs, mate. You cost a lot. You're supposed to be averaging 110 as a forward for me, mate. And you're just not. So I think the really frustrating thing is like I can deal with an 80 score, but the two opportunities that he's had to drop a big one, he's cooked it both times. Like last week, he was on like 75 at halftime or something. Cooked it. Had like a 30-point second half. Less than that. So, anyway, Cogs, mate. Pick it up. I expect more from you. Yeah, well, in a, in a close game where his team was, you know, fighting for a win, he was pathetic at the end of the game. So, this is a big rocket to you, Cogs, mate. Thir- it was a 30-point second half. That's just not enough. All right, moving on to Saints and Bombers. The Primos in this game all fired. Is there at Parrish, Brad Crouch. They were awesome. Brad Crouch is a jet and could be just the, the best unique to own. Um, McGrath is an absolute spud. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of talking about him. I just want to see the back of him. Uh, one thing I noticed from this game, and I am going to try and get you on board with this, cuz, but I am huge on Seb Ross at the moment. I think he could be an awesome option in Classic. New coach... His, his CBA's had a massive bump this week. He dropped a big score. He's averaging 105 now from two games. I just like what I'm seeing from Seb Ross. We know that he's got legit uber primo chops because he's done it in the past. I just think he could have like a new lease on his football life now under Ross Lyon. Uh, Ridley was really good this week. He's been chugging along decently. He was average last week, but you know he's, he's doing his job as a classic option. Massimo D'Ambrosio is a very cheap option in defense. If you're naughty... <laughs> I think he's a far better option than Liam Stocker was last week. And if you're looking for a cheap defender this week, you could do a lot worse than Massimo. He should be on your watch list if you're in the market for someone like that. Setters hurt his finger, but he'll be fine. Looked like it just popped out and he kind of was playing around with it on the bench. But, you know, players don't really miss games for dislocated fingers. And Stocker was an absolute dud who burnt lots of people this week. <laughs> Unlucky if you brought him in, but I yeah, I don't think he was a good option. I, I managed to convince you against it, cuz so I was never you're that, welcome. I was never that keen on it, but it you're was welcome. an op- it was an option because I w- it would have let me get led. You are welcome. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I owe you everything. That's all right, mate. No worries. Um, I just wanted to add that Saints are a very high scoring team so far this year. That's why Seb Ross is an option. Yeah, could be. Um. Setterfield, yeah, he was pretty quiet, but he'll be better. He just, he just needs to play on Sunday, mate. He's a, he's a Sunday saver, mate. I was, I was happy with his eighty-eight. It's you know we've owned him f- for the whole season so far, but it's fine for us. I think everyone else is pretty salty because they went McRae to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Setters is the man. Still love him. 
Um, that's everything I wanted to say. All right. Moving on to Port and the Crows. Connor Rosie, I love you, mate. Thank you so much this week. He did me solid with his 113. He only got me like an 82 last week on debut, so I was a bit salty at him, but he turned it around this week and was very solid. He's averaging 96, so he's not really setting the world on fire, but he was good this week, and that was enough for me. Rob is having a solid year. He scored 90. Props to Rob. This is our weekly yeah, Rob mention. Yeah, we are a pro-Rob podcast. We will say Rob's name every week on our podcast, and that is a promise. <laughs> uh, Laird's having a weird year, mate. He scored, I think, 82. I just don't know what to make of it, mate. He's gone crap score, massive score, and then bad score. Like it's He's having a weird year. I think he'll be fine. He's probably still going to be the number one guy, but he's just had a rocky start. He's getting cheap, though. So he's such a juicy target. Yeah, he is, mate. I almost got him last week, and I'm glad that I didn't, but I will be very, very soon. Dawson is disappointing, as you touched on before. JHF is bad. Everyone stay away from JHF. Pedler is a great rookie. Props to Pedler. And Sanberry got hurt, but was actually playing well. He was turning his season around right before our eyes. He had nine tackles in 40% tog. I still believe in Sanberry. <laughs> I still believe. And you shouldn't, he, mate. He's, he's scored so low again with the injury that he's going to be the juiciest target when he comes back. I don't know what he did. I actually didn't see it, but I'm keen. I'm keen on him now because he's going to be under 600K. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This game, I've just discovered a new form of torture and it's watching Dawson scrape 46 points from three whole quarters when you're just relying on him just to be good. Just be good, man. Oh, it was the worst thing of just the worst thing to sit through ever. He just just chilling so hard. Dawson, mate, pick it up. Um, I want to stress again, Keebs convinced me to fade Rosie. He's actively sabotaging my team <laughs> as my cousin. Mate, I convinced you not to get Stocker, and I convinced you against Stuart before round one and saved you a 14, thanks. Here's the reality. I basically run your team and my you team guys, at this You point. guys should go back two episodes and listen to Keebs. T- try and talk everyone out of Rosie, out of the five primo forwards that everyone could have started with. Mate, that was like five episodes ago. And then, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It was two... Ep- uh, two, two episodes three. ago when the season had already started. <laughs> you silly no. goose. <laughs> It was the it was the episode before the season yeah, started. Yeah, it was the is the calm before the storm and, episode. And uh, no, I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this at all. I didn't talk anyone out of Rosie. I said explicitly, this is a quote: "Rosie is a great option. I just think he's the one to fade out of the five. Exactly. You yes. convinced me to fade him. Rosie That's is what a I'm great saying. option. That's what I said. He's a great option." I, mate, I don't choose the structure of your team. If you couldn't fit him in, that's on you. I said he was a great option. <laughs> you also said starting five primos is not good. So, imagine trying to bake your cousin for your team. Yeah, I am. Here's here's the reality. You tr- you pin tried all, to convince all, your all of us on other people, mate. Is that <laughs> you tried right? to convince all of us not to start with him? No, and then that's he's not in your true. Team. You chased him after one round. That is blatantly not true. And I didn't chase him because he didn't even score that well in round one. Thanks, mate. He was solid, not great, but I brought him in for Sheed because he's a top six forward. Rosie was a great option, is a great option, and joke's on you for not having him in your team. 
It's all right, guys. Even though Keebs is actively sabotaging my team and all of your teams, he's still ranked lower than most of us. So it's not all last, good. Not last year, dog. <laughs> I'm still. Who won our league? Hey, who won our league in overall rank? Doesn't matter. You always say you don't care about league. You just care about overall, mate. So, <laughs> oh, we're gonna go in circles. This is a family feud. All right, moving on. <laughs> Gold Coast versus Geelong. Tom Stewart is Superman. They said four weeks will be out for him. His one game came back and dropped a 125. What is that? Ridiculous, mate. I, if you started with Tom Stewart and you traded him because of the, the news and then had to cop this score, you would be absolutely livid with what happened. So any Tom Stewart owners from round one, condolences, but he is a huge target now in defense. He's so cheap, 757K at the moment. Uh, Jez is just a primo forward now. Jeremy he's Cameron. so good. It's weird. They've lost all three games and he's averaging 101. That is ridiculous. He won't keep it up, but he's, he's playing like the best player in the league right now. I reckon he could do 95 plus for for the whole season, 100. He's just he's playing that well, mate. It's honestly ridiculous. He does look sorry. He's averaging 108. He scored wow. 101. He's averaging 108. Wow. He does look like the best player in the league at the moment. Uh, Wits was frustrating for a second week in a row, but he's still a hold. He's averaging 101. Um, he was fine. He got to 81, but yeah, a bit frustrating. The rail train somewhat came to a halt with his average score, but he's still got a solid average on the on the year and he's going up in price. Noah Anderson is having a terrible year. A terrible, terrible year. He's averaging 78. What is that? And Tanner Boone was horrible again. They're all my notes. <laughs> yeah, Noah Anderson could be a juicy, 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 juicy target. He's under 800k now. That's already very cheap. But... I think you'd want to see a game before launching into it because he looks nowhere near it at the moment. I disagree. I reckon this is one of the times that you can just jump on and know that he's going to bounce back. He's too talented. He's he's young. He's in his, what, fifth season now, same year as Sarong, who's just having a massive breakout. I'm I'm keen on Anderson. I could just jump on him right now and not sweat it. Right now? Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Well, I'm getting defenders this week. All right. He, he, I think he's a legit target and you shouldn't be shouldn't be concerned if you're keen on him. Man, I was flat about this wit score. I really needed the big man to pull through for me for the Sunday save, and he couldn't get it done. I'm kind of flat with the pick now. I feel like Tim English, 100K, just a season-long um, R1 keeper. It just made sense, but now I've got to hope, hope Big Witter drops a good score every week and just sweat on it. Off the interrupted preseason, it was it was sort of hard to pick English. But yeah, he's showing now that he's clearly the best ruck in the game. And owning wits is a little bit frustrating at the moment. But I've got full faith in the big man to turn it around and get back to his round one form. All right, moving on to Melbourne-Sydney. It was a disappointing game from Goulden. I am a bit annoyed at it, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Clary was the pick. Clayton Oliver was the pick of the Uber Primos and has just been an absolute beast all year. Grundy's looking awesome in Gorn's absence. If you're really keen on him and you need a ruck, you could ride him for a few weeks. Um, Mills got thrown inside in the second half and had a big a big half. So he's an interesting classic option, um, and he's sort of underpriced. He's still relatively expensive. So, But we know what he does, mate. If he gets CBAs, yeah, he's, he's like a top four midfielder. He could be 115 plus with CBAs. He's so good. Uh, Van Ruyen was awesome. He is a must-have rookie now for cash gen, and he should have JS until Gorn comes back after his big game. 
And Chandler was awesome too. Kicked three snags and also should have good JS now. He's played three good games in the seniors. Um, what a beast, honestly. Yeah, my only note is um, Oliver is a beast, but he has the worst hair in the league. It's pretty gross, man. <laughs> it's horrible, but he makes up for it in his scoring. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, he's a sexy man on the field, but as soon as he, he walks across the boundary and sits on the bench, you're like, <laughs> just throw up in your mouth a little bit. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Clary, that was harsh. Sorry, Clayton. <laughs> I apologize for my cousin's horrible words just then. I'm, I'm bald, so I'm not really qualified to comment on hair, but I'm just I'm throwing shots at everyone today. I'm heated, mate. All right, we've got one more game left, which was the Derby, West Coast v Frio. Sarong was amazing and welcome to the team is what I wrote. I'm keen to get him in. I do need defenders, but I might just throw it all out the window and bring in the big man. He was best on ground, won the medal, dropped a 127 and was just phenomenal. Jinby's an awesome rookie. This note hurts me to say, mate, because Jaden Hunt has done exactly what he we thought he would do. He's doing low 70s. We called it low 70s. We said pay up for that. It's a great option. Neither of us started him. And it's frustrating to watch him drop back-to-back 80s when we've got D6s that are dropping 50s all over the place. Yeah, it's it was the D6 solution that we all... Uh, anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, uh, West Coast rock situation is diabolical and all rocks are going to absolutely smash West Coast this year. She dropped a 70 again and is just a disappointing, bit of a disappointing man this year. Jom, Jago Amira, is in terrible, terrible form and has been horrible all year. And Chessa finally played a good game, and I'm annoyed because it cost me my head-to-head matchup in our league, mate. He scored, what, 55? I needed him to score 17 points less to win, which was significantly more than he had been averaging. And then he finally drops a good game, and it sinks me in our head-to-head. <laughs> it's, oh, mate, it's just... Serves you right. It's crap, and I'm flat about it. Yep, everything bad coming your way this year is because you keep leading us astray with your advice. That's rude, mate, because I constantly give you good advice. (laughs) Non-stop, mate. All right, I just wanted to add to this game that I'm not sure Hayden Young is going to be even a primo at all. He doesn't... Ever in his whole career. No, no, this year, sorry. You know what I mean. (laughs) Um, He was obviously good in that first round, but that was a huge anomaly... He was bad in both preseason, like terrible, terrible in both preseason bad. games. He was really bad today. He was gifted a goal because Liam Ryan just cooked it and gave him a fifty meter penalty. He like he saved himself to get to eighty on the dot. Um, yeah, I would be concerned if I was an owner. I mean, I think you ride it, but oh. I wouldn't jump off this week. But again, I would be. I I wouldn't look at him and think keeper. Nah, you wouldn't. Defense is so weird this year, mate. All these mid-price options are just popping off, and then guys that we thought would be solid are just crumbling. Yeah. It's frustrating. Terrible. The other thing I wanted to add is that Luke Jackson is massively overrated. He's bad at footy. <laughs> He's terrible. Out bad. Um, and Darcy owners, I would I would be fairly confident that Darcy is going to remain in the ruck after the game he had today as well. He was massive. I mean, granted, it was against like the rabble of the West Coast ruckman, but... Man, West Rio just looked a lot better with um, Darcy as their main ruckman. West Coast ruckmen are below waffle standard. They are. It's just a, it's an absolute mess, 
At one point, I don't know what the final tally was, but at one point, Freo had 35 hit outs and West Coast had five. Yeah. Terrible. Yuck. How Terrible. can you... Oh, I don't, I don't even want to get started. It's making me sad. I'm, we're, we're both West Coast fans and it's, it's rough, mate. Yeah. The other thing about that game is that Andy saved it and it hurt my soul to watch. He got two, oh. he got two late plus sixes. He, he came back on the field, I think, with eight minutes to go, and he was on 66, yeah. and he got to 90. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was really It was frustrating because we saw him sprinting. He was like, shut him down, shut him down. He's about to go to plus six. No, let it, they let him go. And then it was like, oh, he's getting into space. He wants it again. It's like, shut him down. No, gets it again. Just so frustrating to watch when he's had a poor game and just junks it late. Yeah, it was upsetting. It's what you want to see if you're an owner. As a non-owner, it hurts because I want... To jump on for a cheap price and yeah. I just want a legit big dog Uber Primo mid. It would be nice to own one. Yeah, not Tom Green. Mate, Tom Green's a beast. Um you on the pod last week you said Tom Green was shit, mate. I reckon if Tom Green was in your team, he would be in your top three highest averaging players. He's having a massive year, mate. He's literally having the, just a huge breakout. He's averaging 109.3. He dropped a 110 this week. I don't know what your hate is for Tom Green. I don't know. He's I don't a hate stud. Him. I don't hate him. He's an absolute stud, mate. He's one of the picks of the year right now. <laughs> you're a goose. You're a silly goose. I don't hate him. You're taking, you're taking the way I said it out of context. Mate, you, I'm not hating on Tom Green. You gave, just, I you, just think it's funny that he's your M1. You gave him a drive-by. Then you baked him earlier on the pod today <laughs> and last week you gave him a bake on the pod. I'm, I'm not just... going to let this slide anymore. You keep <laughs> roasting this beautiful man. Tom Green is, he's one of the shining lights in my team at the moment that I look down and I see his beautiful face and it just makes me feel like everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Tom Green does not deserve any hate ever. That's the bottom line because Jake said so. All right. So that I guess that wraps up our game reviews for round three. All right, so we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. I think Keebs needs to cool off a little <laughs> bit. We're going to hit you with our next segment, which is Pod Merchants. I am the Pod Merchant. Welcome to my store. All right, Pod Merchants, you know what it is. We're trying to sell you... The players, they're going to be under 5% ownership. Keeps hit us with your pod. All right, my bad merchant is Caleb Sarong. This one speaks for itself. I think I say that really on every time we do this. This you one do. speaks for you itself. You do say <laughs> it, <yeah. laughs> um, Nah, he was clearly best on ground in the derby. He won the medal. He dropped a 127. He's averaging 108.3 on the year. Um, he's still low 800k. He's 824 from memory. Um, he copped attention from Bytel in round one too. It wasn't like a super hard tag, but just enough that it kind of restricted him a bit. So he's, that's also baked into his price. The fact that he's averaging 108 and he's still so cheap. Um, he's having that breakout that we we're all sort of keen on him to have. We all thought that he could do. He's doing it right before our eyes and is looking phenomenal. Like he's getting out into space, getting cheap touches, it's just, it's just awesome to see. So he's 4.9% owned. Caleb Sarong, get him in your team. He's one of my targets. That's my pod merchant. Great. Fantastic. Phenomenal even. For, yep. Um, all right. My pod, he's been a pod merchant before, and I think he's going to continue to be a pod merchant, is Darcy Parrish. 
Darcy Parrish is one of our boys. Now, I said in our preseason episode, just before round one, don't sell your Darcy Parrish stock. He's going to be great still. Don't worry about him. He will be fine. And he's come out with a 107, a 103, and then this week he's now dropped a 120. He's had 30-plus disposals in every game. He's going to have a great year. It's a contract year for the big man. Hey, I, I think he could be a top eight mid. Yeah, me too. We love Darcy Parrish. We love him. He's so good. He, all right, let me, let me just remind you of what he's done in the past. So in 2021, when he finally got injected to the midfield, he went on a run that was an average of 127.2 from 10 games. Massive. And then last year, before he was injured, he was averaging 108. So this is a guy that is 105 at a bare minimum. And no one's touching him. No one's talking about him. Darcy Parrish is the man. If you want a pod, if you're looking to jump on someone cheap, low-owned, and you want to fly through the rankings, he could be a guy. I think he's just going to get zero attention. That's the o- Attention is the only thing that stopped him in 2021. Like, people were talking about him as a like a brown, low, smoky. Like, he was just... He was everything in that season, and then he started getting shut down. He slowed down. But this year, there's just no way he's getting any attention ahead of Zach Merritt. Yeah, um, well- Mate, it's juicy. It's super juicy. Yeah, just to tack on to the end, I think Zeret getting the captaincy actually helps Parrish because teams are kind of generally more keen to shut down an opposing team's captain and, and keep him out of the game. So it just kind of makes Zeret even more of a tag target now. And yeah, Parrish is going to fly under the radar, I think, for the whole year. And I agree, he's going to be an awesome option. And he is one now. If you've got the cash, you could do much, much worse than pay up. Yeah, I just want to add as well, um, in that... In round two, he also had 60, 67% tog. Who knows for whatever reason, but could have been a bigger score as well. He could he could have had two scores over 110 in a row. Um, I think he's like, he's still flying under the radar, but yeah, again, Darcy Parrish is a fantastic pod. All right, now we're going to get back into grumpy mode because we are getting <laughs> into hot bakes. Hot. Bakes. All right, Keebs, who are you baking? Mate, I, it's, it's the same bake as my round one bake, and I have to touch on this again. I have to because it's seared into my brain, and I'm watching this guy drop bad score after bad score after bad score as a supposed primo defender. But the bake, again, is directed – actually, you know what? It's directed at Gus, Angus Brayshaw, and Simon Goodwin both at the same time. Why would you play the man in the midfield last year and just lure him into re-signing with your club? Once he re-signs, do absolutely nothing with him. He's not used in any way. He doesn't take kick-ins. He doesn't get CBAs. He's not like a designated ball user out of defense. It's crap, mate. Gus is doing nothing. He's wasted back there. He could be an A-grade midfielder or a legit primo defender if he was actually used properly. So I'm annoyed at Simon Goodwin and Melbourne coaching staff for the way they're using Gus. And I'm annoyed at Gus himself for just just stinking it up, mate. He was on 40 at three-quarter time today. 40, mate, at three-quarter time. He was on track for less than 60. He got himself to a 74. But, mate, you, I need more from you. 
I paid up to have him at D2 because I thought he was going to get more responsibility this year. And he's just doing nothing week after week. I just I can't get my head around it. It's pissing me off, mate. I'm just mad. I'm so mad. So Gus is on the block for me this week because I'm not having it anymore, mate. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this crap. Simon Goodwin needs a reality check. I hope... I hope he's walking down the street and he comes across a big angry man and just gets shirt fronted into absolute oblivion <laughs> and it, it wakes him up. It just wakes him up. And he's like, all right, Gus is the man. He came third in the Brownlow a few years ago. Maybe I should use him. Maybe I should actually make use of my A-grade player who we're paying lots of money to instead of just let him sit there in the back pocket and do nothing. Oh, I can't believe it, mate. Simon Goodwin, you baked again for the second time this year. Gus, your bakes now as well because I'm sick of your crap. Melbourne, in general, I don't like them. I don't like what's happening in my back line, in my fantasy team, mate. <laughs> I, got, I got Gus there. I got McGrath there. It's just gross. Get it together, boys. Please, mate. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm calling out to the lads to just improve. Show me something, some ticker. I need some heart there. I need someone to stand up and be the man, and no one's doing it. Oh, Goodwin, I, I can't Goodwin does it. not care about your fantasy teammate. They won by 50 points. No, Goodwin should care about his supposed star player who they're paying money to. He doesn't care, mate. They he doesn't won. care about they Gus. Won. He's just like, Gus, mate, you sit back there, back pocket, all good, thanks. I don't know if it's the helmet that Simon Goodwin just doesn't like the look of, <laughs> if he's just got some kind of agenda against Gus, or if it's because of the weird photo that's on the fantasy app of Gus's head. But something bad's <laughs> happening there, mate. I don't like it. The photo is pretty funny. <laughs> Gus is actually a good-looking man, but that is an unflattering photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I want to bake you for picking him, mate. That mate. was a late change, which you said... You weren't going to do. To be fair, the guy, other guy I was considering was Dawson, and he has not been much better. Uh, well, he's been a little bit better, but J- yeah, no good. Just. <laughs> it's not hard to be better than what Gus has been doing. Yeah, that's my bake. I'm, I'm done, mate. The grumpiness is all out. It's all out. All right. It's so a you're going to be happy for the rest of the pod. Yeah, it's a new week. I'm, I'm right. launching into the new week with some optimism. McGrath has been flogged and Gus has been baked and Callahan's out of my team and I feel, I'm feeling good, mate. I'm it's all out of the system. It's all out. All right, well, I'm going to jump in then. My hot bake is Andy McGrath. You suck, man. Get him again. Get him again. <laughs> Let's go again. I'm heated again, mate. He sucks so badly, man. He can't stick a tackle. He doesn't take kick-ins. He tries to take on tacklers like he thinks he's Chris Judd, like he's trying to weave through traffic, gets caught holding the ball all the time. It's terrible to watch. I'm so thankful that he saved it, but he sucks, man. He's had three easy matchups. Can't crack 90. I tried to defend him two weeks ago, and this this is what I get. Egg on my face. 79. Not good enough, mate. Not, not good enough. Not even close to good enough, mate. Oh, we... <sighs> I just can't. I don't even have any words. I got. I thought I got it all out, but I'm back in angry mode. This stupid mug's face. All he wants is handball receives. It's all he cares about. He's like, plus sixes? Nah, not for me. Tackles? What's that? Nah, mate. I'll just run past you after you've taken a mark one meter away and just scream for it. Handball received. That's all he wants. That's all he cares about. He's just... He, nah, I just... I'm... Yeah. I'm over it, mate. I'm off him, yeah. I'm He's off the terrible. whole back line at the moment. Yeah. it's It sucks. It sucks when you, you got him over Dacos thinking it was safer. 
Like, oh yeah, safe, safe 85, hopefully 90 plus. Like there should be improvement if you can lock down the role and have some responsibility as the vice captain. Shame on you. You're the vice captain. Do something with the footy, mate. I don't know if you've got kids, Andy McGrath, but I hope you do. And they play with Legos. And you get up in the middle of the night to go for a wee and you just step on all the Legos in the world, mate. That's what I wish for you. <laughs> I just... Nah, I, I can't believe it. <sighs> all right. I, I do feel better after getting that off my chest. I w- I ser- I'm trading him this week. I, I want to. I seriously wish the fantasy app had like a reverse button so you could open your team and it goes straight to the forwards. It would make me feel so much better if I didn't have to just see the back line straight away when I went into my classic team. I want to see the forwards. I want to see Dunks and Rosie and Taranto and my beautiful boys who are getting the job done. Not these absolute mugs in defense. It's gross, mate. Didn't you say Dunks was in your midfield? He's, he's actually not right now. <laughs> he, Dunks is, is currently actually sitting at F2. Taranto's at F1. Yeah. Cogs, Cogs is in my midfield, but he can just he can get away from the forward line too. He doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve to be in that beautiful line. <laughs> yeah, it's all out. It's good to it's good to have it all out, mate. I thought it was out, and then you brought up Andy McGrath again, and I just had to get one more one more final jab in there. But <laughs> all right, we're moving on. We are moving on to a trade review. Cuz, how did your trades go this week, and what were they? Not too bad. Uh, my first trade was Sheed to Will Day, which was awesome. I knew Sheed was cooked, and it was enjoyable to watch him suck again this week. He actually kind of saved it, but I knew he was cooked. As soon as I watched the second half last week, I was like, mate, this guy does nothing other than handball. Um, and Will Day was phenomenal, so I was really happy with that. It was basically a straight swap, and I got a defender rookie off from doing it. Um, the second trade was McRae to Zach Merritt, which is a bit of a weird one. Um, I didn't go down. I didn't cash grab. I already had all the mid prices that I wanted. Um, I would have grabbed by. I mentioned this earlier. I would have grabbed Bytel, but he wasn't named. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go McRae to a Primo. I couldn't afford Laird. So Zach Merritt was my trade target. Um, he looked juicy, man. Like he had 90 percent CBAs last week he's playing high tog we know what Zach Merritt does I was just like this man is just waiting to pop off he didn't he didn't have a massive score this week but I'm happy to have him in the team he's a G um so yeah I mean I'm, I'm happy with my trades from last week yeah Merritt's Merritt's an absolute beast mate I'm I'd be be happy to own him as well so this week I did McRae to Zeeble and Constable today, which ended up actually being awesome trades. McCray to Zebes was frustrating because obviously Zebes dropped to 78, McCray turned up, but I did it to keep the cash gen rolling. I don't think McCray is an Uber Primo mid anymore, so it made sense to jump on a mid pricer who's flying. Um, Zebes still smashed his BA, so I think that, that trade is still going to be a win, even though it cost me points. And Constable today was just a massive, massive win this week. Day was huge, Constable was out, it saved me. Well, made me a lot of points and yeah, jumped on another mid pricer that was is flying. It also freed up 370k for me, so I've got lots of cash for this week. Um, I've got all the best rookies, I've got all the best mid prices, so my team's actually flying, even though I haven't been dropping massive scores. I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to turn it around this week, but yeah, mate, trades the trades were good. Who are your trade targets for this week? Well. 
I mentioned just before that Bytel wasn't named, even though he was one of my trade targets last week. So he's definitely a trade target this week. In the VFL, he had 34 disposals and kicked two goals. And I think he had like six tackles. I think he's a red-hot chance to come in for the Saints this week. It's a hard team to crack into, obviously, because they keep winning. But I don't know. I, I'm really hoping he gets in there. He's so cheap. It would be so nice to get him on field instead of Ollie Hollands um, if he's named. I can basically straight swap Philippu to him um, this week if he's named. And the other trade I have is... Andy McGrath to Tom Stewart, which feels, it's uh, it's almost a straight swap. I think it's like 50K, yeah, like f- 40K, something like yeah, that. Yeah, about 40K, yeah. Which is not much considering the, the kind of upgrade you get on that. Andy McGrath is looking like an 80 to 85 guy. Stewart, we know, is like a 90 plus minimum, hopefully 95 plus. And it has a massive ceiling. Huge ceiling. He looked phenomenal. When I turned on the game... I watched the start of the last quarter. I think he dropped like 35 points in nine minutes. It was insane. He just, he had a hot start to that last quarter. He looked awesome. Just doing Stewart things. I mean, we all know what he does. So, McGrath to Stewart for 40K just seems like an awesome upgrade for me. But I guess it's just pending on, yeah, injuries this week. It's obviously early days. What about you, Keeps? Yeah, so like I said, I've got that 370k to spend and I'm actually looking at four primos at the moment. Um, I'm hoping to get in a mixture of two. I just can't decide exactly who's out of my team. Definitely Callahan. Callahan is gone. Um, but the primos I'm looking at are Sarong, Sicily, Stewart and Ross. Like I said, I'm man, I'm super keen on Seb Ross. I, just, I reckon he could honestly be back to like a 105 plus guy and he's so underpriced. Um, I'm keen on that. I'm keen on Sarong. I already spoke about him in Pod Merchants. Looks awesome. Sicily is just clearly, clearly the best defender right now and has a super junky role. He could be an awesome pickup in defense and just carry carry the back line. And then, yeah, Stewart is really underpriced based on, I guess, what he's done in the past, has a ceiling like we discussed just then. I'm just, I'm a little bit concerned about his run. I reckon Geelong don't, really have any mids worth tagging. So I reckon he could possibly cop a little tag from Finn McGuinness next week. Then they play West Coast, who tagged him twice last year, and then Sydney, who like to occasionally run run taggers. So I'm sort of cold. Like, I'm, I'm keen on Stuart, but I'm a little bit scared for that reason. So I might wait on him and look to try and get in. Yeah, two of Sarong, Sicily, and Ross. All right, we're going to wrap things up today with... One final segment, we're debuting a new segment where we're going to come to you with a quote of general fantasy relevance, you know, just some some parting wisdom for everyone just to kind of sit on and kind of, you know, let it, let it soak in the psyche. So this is our new segment, Fantasy Proverbs. Fantasy Proverbs. Okay, so my quote for you guys today comes from the great man, Warren Buffett, who, if you don't know, is probably the goat of the uh, investing world. Selby, on his podcast, Marrera's Magic, has um, quoted, uh, oh my goodness, quoted Warren Buffett a number of times, and I think this is, uh, this is a great one for you all to stew in. Someone sitting in the shade today 
because someone planted a tree a long time ago. <laughs> no, you don't think that's a relevant quote? We, we, don't, we don't know each other's quotes, by the way. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty relevant. I mean, because this is investment advice. So, you've got to think of the relevance to fantasy, right? It's, fantasy is a marathon, not a sprint, you know? The aim of the game at this point of the year is cash generation. And in, you know, 15 rounds time... You're going to be sitting in the shade, you know? It's all about planting trees at this stage. So, you know, don't forget it. Plant those trees, guys. Love it. All right. <laughs> You're my, pretty quiet, Keeps. I, I'm pretty quiet, mate. It's because we decided to do this segment literally two minutes ago. <laughs> and I've just been flying around the, the interwebs trying to find a quote, but I found one. Never give a sword to a man who can't dance. (laughs) (laughs) That has got nothing to do with fantasy. And what it means basically is don't pick a player in a fantasy sense. Don't pick a player or give a player more responsibility than they're entitled to. Don't give them a role that they haven't shown they can fill. And it's relevant to captaincy options. A lot of people were captaining Will Satterfield this week. Off Not a lot of Previous form He'd been good First two weeks this year But not previously In his career Had never shown To be a captain option So guys Never give a sword To a man who can't dance (laughs) You just talk 30 seconds Of utter shit (laughs) (laughs) Will Setterfield Was like the number three Averaging player Before this week That was off the dome Big chief Alright Alright Yep No that was very wise of you um, I think that's a good place to to wrap this up because Keebs has just been silly all night, just baking players. I stand by it. Talking, talking smack. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. It's the end of round three. Lockout is lifted, so we're making our trades. Um, we hope you guys are flying up the ranks. I've seen a couple of posts on Twitter from some of our followers who are doing very well. Um, also, we hit 100 followers on Twitter, which is pretty exciting. It is Starting very, from scratch like a month and a bit ago. Very exciting. We've, we've flown past 1,000 downloads a couple of weeks ago as well, so yeah, it's so all happening. If, if you've been listening and you've been listening from the start, we appreciate you and we love, we love you. And, we do. Um, yeah, we, we love you very much. And um, yeah, so follow us on Twitter <laughs> at... The Cousins Pod. At... The Cousins Pod. It's where we do our best work. Thanks again for listening. Good luck for round four. Good luck with your trades. Stay nifty with uh, all the news this week and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in and never give a sword to a man who can't dance. (laughs) Kiss your cousin. your cousin. Kiss him on the lips. Kiss your cousin. Kiss your cousin.